party we're ready to do this thing and uh we got a good show for you guys here today so let's get into our momentum with a little bit of rocky here we go shut up and sit down the business bros podcast was created for you learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories find out what's working in business on social media what's hot and what's not straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work and now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Oh, let's do this, Sam. Drop. All right. All right Dropping the heat. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time slot, don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today believes that happiness doesn't come from sitting on a beach, beach drinking pina coladas all day, but from understanding what makes us truly happy at our core and taking action on those things every day. As entrepreneurs, we sometimes find ourselves in a rut, unable to get the ball rolling in our next phase of growth. Today's guest can show you how to begin to build momentum in as little as one minute, giving you the push you need to break free of the gravitational hold that's pulling you back. Tune in today to learn what it takes to replace your failure habits with success habits in each of your five cores and build momentum you need to blast your life, business, relationships, and health into orbit. Joining us today from more momentum out of Chicago, welcome to the show, Will Moore! Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Will? <laughs> few minutes in the show, I don't know if you've been on another podcast before or not, but what do you think? I mean, this is literally the best intro. I mean, every show needs to have this kind of vibe, this energy. I, I love it, guys. I love it. Absolutely. We do. It, it's, it's all about having fun. I mean, dude, if you're not on the internet having a good time, then what the hell are you doing here in the first place, right? What's the point? Right. I mean, it ties into my message and gamification and trying to make things fun. I, I like to use game-like elements to to reduce the friction, to help people to, to kind of stop the – failure habits I call them in their lives and replace them with those success habits in these five core areas of life you got fun play is a huge huge part of that so kudos well let's let's talk about that because I don't know about you but me personally I feel like I've mentally maybe I stopped aging somewhere around 15 maybe 20 years old mentally like as a as a, as a male like I know I still think a lot like a little kid. Yeah, I might have goals and yeah, I might have a little more discipline. But I mean, I, I do some crazy stuff sometimes just to have fun. This show is case in point. Like literally, if Adel, I love talking like a chipmunk to my students every once in a while because why not? Because it's fun, right? Like if you can't make things, uh, you know, a good time, then then I don't know. Again, I don't know what you're doing in, in life. You're not enjoying it. But at some point, we got to be productive as well. So help me balance the two, Will. How, how do I make it fun and yet productive? 
Great question. And I love, I love your human spirit. I can feel it coming through uh, both you guys. And, you know, it's something that I always talk about how, you know, we all grow up a blank slate, bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to take on the world. We're having as much fun every single day and squeezing every drop out of awesomeness out of life is, is our primary mission. And then life kind of, for most of us gets in the way and we get into situations where, in my opinion, the world is broken in a lot of ways in terms of the way that that um, the, the influencers that we have and what we learn and what we're focusing on. Just as you mentioned at the top of the podcast, you know, a lot of us, I think, are obsessed with what we think is success and happiness, which is if I could only right, if only I could have a million dollars and sit on a beach and drink a pina colada, if only I could have the right girlfriend, if only I could get enough likes on Facebook. Instagram, TikTok views, um, you know, these things, they start to over, they start to take over our lives and we start to compare ourselves to, to others. We start to let fear be the primary motivating factor of our action or inaction rather. Uh, and, you know, things for a lot of people just start going south towards, you know, once you get out of that adolescence period. So I love seeing people that are still rocking it out and, and live, you know, showing their inner kid and letting that joy and that passion and that fun and that enthusiasm side come out. And as far as finding a balance, it's there, you know, I mean, you can still be a responsible adult and have that joy, wonder, enthusiasm. And to me, that's living this five core life that I talk about. I got to jump in real quick. Um, speaking of, you know, us basically being big kids, Am I right? Am I seeing this right? Do you have like superhero capes in your background? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. I sure I love do. That. So That's one there. Each, I've actually got five of them, and they each represent um, the five different cores. And I did a photo shoot once. I ordered them off Etsy. My family and I did a photo shoot, and each each one of my family members was wearing one of the capes. One, so the five cores are your your mindset, your uh, career, and your finances, your relationships, your physical health and your emotional health and giving back. And so each one of the capes has a different insignia on it to represent those. And we just had fun in the backyard and just let it fly. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Look, superheroes, um, I think we look up to them not necessarily because of their uh, – yeah, we love the fact that they might be invincible. We love the fact that they might be able to fly, do things that we can't do. But I think the core reason why we really connect with them is because of their vulnerabilities, because they're human, because they also are struggling with a lot of the same things we struggle with. When you have those capes and you were thinking about, you know, I need to, what are these five core things and how do I make these things fun? Sometimes they're not, they don't seem fun. For example, it's Monday morning. And my alarm goes off at 4.20 in the morning. I don't know how fun it is to be able to, you know, open up my eyes and go do that. But my mindset has to shift, right? So uh, help me with speaking of that first core value, the first cape that you talked about. How do I get my mind in a position where I get past that, the alarm went off feeling and get myself into a position where, yes, I'm ready to take on the day. Great. That's a great question. You know, the way the best way I'd answer that is, you know, we all sort of have things that we are naturally good at, that we're naturally drawn toward, that we're naturally passionate about. Um, what I always advise people to do is whatever it is that you do for a living. So, which typically ties to that alarm going off at f whatever would you say five a.m. in the morning. 
Um, whatever time your alarm goes off on a Monday, it's typically because you need to get up and start your day for your, the career aspect. Now, now, not always, some people are tired, but even with that said, usually you want to start your day um, on the right foot and, and headed in the direction of what you want to do. So bottom line is if you're doing something that you truly are passionate about and that you're good at, if you can figure out how to combine those two and add the element of giving back to the world, that's going to help you get up a lot easier versus a job that you literally are just doing for the money you hate, you're stuck in, you, you know, you want to switch out of. And, you know, there's a lot, I would say the majority, um, I wouldn't say, I know the majority of people, that's exactly what they're doing, right? It seems like you guys, I don't, I don't know if this is your full-time gig or not, but I can pretty much guarantee just in meeting you guys for this short period that it's not all puppy dogs and ice cream. It's, it's a responsibility. It's a show. You've got adult responsibilities. You got to put together the graphics, the team, the sound. I know what, what goes into a show because I have my own, but I can tell you guys love what you do and mm -hmm. your kid gets to come out and your inner human spirit gets to burst through. And that is super gratifying. And I, I can guarantee you that's going to help push you towards some of those moments where you're like, oh, should we, should I keep doing this? Oh, do I have to get up at 5 a.m.? That type of thing. I saw this post online uh, earlier today, and it actually, I loved it. It was a picture of Will Smith and he's in front of the computer, two separate images. And on one of them, it says, from nine to five is how you pay the bills. From six to midnight is how you build your empire. And I, I love the thought of that because, you know, I, I, I literally had a conversation with one of my former students, graduated a few years ago. Uh, and he's having this conversation with himself about what should I be doing next, right? Right now he's doing like fencing, for example, putting up fences. He's like, I don't know if I want to do the backbreaking work for the next 20 years. Like, what if I just found jobs and I sold the job? Could I do that, right? right. And and for, for me, that thought process when I'm talking to, you know, a 20-year-old kid, um, a part of it is yes and part of it is is no. Part of it is yes, you can definitely go do these things uh, the way you want to. But the other side of it is, who do you want to become? Are you are you trying to go that way because you're trying to find the easy way out? Or do you understand the value that you can bring to the table as a salesperson, how you can help that end client, how you can help those contractors to do the work that you're doing, how you can become a value to the people that you're that you're associating with? To me, that was now if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. Right. That's a mindset shift. That's that's getting yourself in the right mindset to deal with your career in finance. What, what do you what do you think about you know? And now we're kind of moving into your second core uh, value here. But what do you think about that that kind of making them mesh together that way? I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, you just hit it on the head. And and whenever you see a disparity in what people are doing every day to pay the bills versus what they actually enjoy and love, you're never going to have. I call it firing on all cylinders, which is when you're hitting it on all five cores. And, you know, a lot of us tend to focus solely on the career and finance core. We, we ignore the mindset. We ignore our relationships. We ignore our physical health. We certainly ignore the giving back portion, um, the emotional health, which involves stress and dwelling and, and getting your mind right and making sure that you're enjoying life and you're not just stuck in this realm of one to do after another. We tend to get caught up in those things and think, again, like I said at the beginning of this, if we could only make enough money, all our problems would be solved. And take it from me, a guy that sold his company in 2019 for a combined $321 million. Now, I wasn't the only owner, so that didn't all go in my pocket, but I got enough money in my bank account where I technically never have to work again. And it felt fucking great. 
for the first two weeks. I was like, this is 10 years of my life that I just spent building this company, building this business. There's no better feeling than like, yes, I reached my goal. But then, then guess what? After about two weeks of just like this anchor off my, off my shoulders and I was playing some golf and I was just doing these things that I just had been like wanting to do, it very quickly became now what? And that's the point. Like life is about movement and growth. There is no getting that million dollar check and sitting on a beach and doing nothing. Like it doesn't exist. And so if you can get that out of your mind and know that life is about growing and figuring out, okay, well, what do I want to grow towards? Like, what's important to me? What are my values? And again, it ties into these five cores. And I have this exercise called back to the future that I help people to figure out where do you really want to end up at the end? Like, let's flash forward to your funeral. What do you want people to say about you in each of your five cores? Like, that's who you want to become. That's where you start tying your goals into and start structuring your life and moving towards to ignore that and to just be going on autopilot, doing what you think you should be doing based on the system that you grew up in, to me is just absolute lunacy. I, I, I feel like what you're describing there is to have purpose, right? Not so much destination, but a reason to want to get up in the morning. I mean, you, you hit a monetary goal. And there's nothing wrong with hitting the monetary goal. As a matter of fact, that's freaking phenomenal. You know, congratulations on 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 doing that. But I remember listening to uh, uh, it was a Joe Rogan interview with uh, with Kevin Hart, and he's talking about how every step of the way in his life, he always feels like he gets to a level, and then he needs to level up. Right. right? He needs to go to that next level because once you're standing there, you look back, and yeah, you know all the hard work you put in. You understand the hours of time that went into it, uh, and you you have become you again going back to you know who you are. You've progressively become a better person to be at that level. But if I heard you correctly, when you're there, you take a look at the view, you enjoy the sights, but then the next thing you do is you're like, okay, well, what else is up? You set the next mountain to climb. That's exactly right. So here's here's a diagram. I don't know if you guys can see this. Yeah. We strive for more because we feel dissatisfied. We feel dissatisfied because we strive for more. The vicious this is a never-ending loop. Now, this is I, I printed this off the app store like a year after the iPhone came out. I was just there was like only like a hundred apps or so. I was literally just scrolling through board one day and like came across this app. It was called The Meaning of Life. You clicked on the app and this is what you saw. This is, a, this is it. There was no explanation. There was no other. This is all you saw. And I read this thing and this had a huge impact on me because at first I was like, holy shit, Nikes, that's depressing. Like basically you're telling me that we strive for more because we inherently feel dissatisfied and we inherently feel dissatisfied. So we have to continue to strive for more, which is basically what we were just talking about and that you're never going to be satisfied. You're going to hit a goal and then you're going to want to keep, then you go want to hit the next goal and the next goal. And at first I was like, God, that sounds exhausting. Right. But then it hit me. And that's kind of what I built, like everything that I'm doing. And I built my life from that point on, which helped me, I think, to get to the point where I was able to exit my business and live this more balanced five core life where it was basically like, as long as you realize that life is about continually moving and growing and that there is no just sitting, even when you get older, when you retire, you got to have stuff going on. Like you got to keep your, your body and your mind moving, right? Whether you're volunteering, whether you're hanging out with your friend, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a charity that you're passionate about, Mitzi Purdue, 80 something years old, the, the widow of uh, Frank Purdue, the chicken magnate, and also the daughter of uh, the founder of Sheridan Hotels, who I've become really good friends with. We, we did an interview one time and we've become good friends. 
she is human trafficking is her is her thing right and she could be she's got bazillions of dollars she probably wouldn't want me saying this but she does um and she could just be sitting around just drinking martinis all day if she wants but she's dedicated her life to fighting human trafficking and we have this call once a week it's a it's a group call that i've started this networking group with of people like her they're super passionate about things and we talk about how we can help one another and her lot her eyes light up she's just so engaged and just you could see that like she's got her goals she's gonna get there no matter what that's what keeps her getting up every day that's what keeps her moving that's what keeps her excited you gotta have these things it doesn't matter how old you are you uh you started this mastermind group uh, and I'm, I'm assuming it's very philanthropical uh, but and, and that's a relationship that you've established. Relationships is part of your five cores. Um, what would what advice would you give to somebody getting into a business or who's already established? Where should I be spending my time in my relationships? Because I could easily spend time with a number of different people inside and outside of my organization. But if I truly want to get to a level of uh, success as an entrepreneur where maybe I am being acquired or selling off my particular business, where should I be focusing my attention on? Do you have like a specific a balance between work home, do, uh, you know, between management and employees? How do I balance out those relationships? Uh, so I break the relationship core into three different categories. You have your friends or excuse me, your colleagues and acquaintances. Now, I would actually consider you one of these. It's people that you either work with casually or you just meet along the way. To me, these are opportunities. And the 99% of us, people come in and out of our lives. We don't pay much attention. We don't see that, you know, there's, there's an opportunity to help this person. And then maybe there's an opportunity down the line where we become allies because I've helped them and then they want to help me. One of the, one of the greatest universal principles of life. And by the way, everything I do, everything I base all of my stuff on is based on what I call universal principles, which are things that have been around since the beginning of time. And they're going to be around until we destroy ourselves. You can hang your hat on them. You don't have to worry about whether or not I should take action on this thing. And one of the problems that I see in society, like I was saying earlier, is I think that we're, we're basing a lot of our actions and a lot of the habits that we develop around the opposite of the universal principles or the wrong things, right? And one of these, uh, one of these universal principles is, oh wait, shoot, now I just lost my train of thought. What were we just talking right before then? Um, we're on the relationships on uh, uh, balancing the relationships. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, one, one of the one of the universal principles is the more you give, the more you get back. I mean, it may not happen right away, but it's gonna happen. I've seen it happen. I've read it. I've read thousands of self help books. I was I was suicidal in college, and I serendipitously discovered a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. It completely changed my life, and then I saw a different way to look at the world. I became this insatiable self-help beast, and I was determined to learn all of these principles and all of these things in life and reinvent myself and figure out what it means to be happy. And one of these things that I've read a thousand times, I've, I've, I've seen it with myself numerous times, is the more you give, the more you get. And that's what one of the, the fifth principle um, emotional health giving back is a big part of that. And it really is true in relationships that if you take the focus off yourself, and in fact, that's what the heart of how to win friends and influence people. That very first book I ever read was about is it ain't rocket science. People, if you put your attention and you make other people feel special and you're, you're aware of them and ask them questions and want to help them to, to fulfill their dreams and their goals and their desires, you will never have problems having friends, 
relationships, business partners, allies, whatever you want to call it, it will come to you because 99% of us, we put it all on us. We put the focus on us just, just as I did back when I, I called it a fixed victim versus now I consider myself a growth owner and the fixed victim is poor me. It's all about me. You know, maybe one day I'll hit the lottery. What can this person do to help me? How can I take, 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 right? And that's just, that's like a, one-way ticket to to Laneville, to, to Miseryville. And so, you know, to me, it's that that giving back portion. And so acquaintances like you and I, I'm going to write your information down. I'm going to try to, I'm going to proactively try to keep in touch. And I hope that there's a way that I can help you. I'll send an email after this and say, you know, or DM, how can I help you? I hope, I hope there's a way that we can keep in touch. And if there is, I'm super excited because I, I know that I've just helped your momentum grow and I like what you're doing and your mission. And then maybe one day it'll come back my way from you or from another source. I don't know, but I know it's a universal principle and it will come back. Then the, the next one is your friends and your family. So it's like, you know, there's certain habits involved with each of these things, uh, with each of these categories. And with your friends and your family, a big part of it is, are you spending real human quality time with these people? And I'm not, and you ask like how much, what's the perfect amount? There's no magic number. You'll just know it. Like you'll know if you're giving your kids enough time, if you're spending enough time with your wife, you know, and, and I always say, you know, are you proactively scheduling things like date night with your spouse or are you, you know, do you have a time each day at least for like an hour where you're like with your kids, you know, or, you know, friends, like, are you proactively going out and like, obviously it's been hard with COVID, but at least talking to them on the phone, doing Zoom. Like my wife and I with some of our friends, we were doing these Zoom parties when we were playing like board games and stuff when we couldn't see them. But you can't just like their page on Facebook and expect that to be a fulfilling relationship, right? You can't like their photo. And you know, that's that's when things start to as human beings, we crave that that human interaction and we need that. And so I'm really glad that COVID's coming to end because it's a big part of just for for having a successful relationship that you want to abide by as well. Yeah. Good stuff right there. You know, I had a conversation today and it went very much uh, into the, do you believe in God? Do you believe in, in like it, being able to have fate, destiny? Uh, and and it, it came down to a lot of what you were saying right now, where my opinion was very much of the, uh, you can call it karma, reciprocity, whatever it is. Um, for me, it's always been giving out as much as I possibly can in good vibes. Sometimes it's good well wishes. Sometimes it's good uh, intentions. Sometimes it's actually actions or getting of myself. Uh, and and I think religion has really helped bring that into my life. My parents really kind of drilled that into us where you need to be of service to other people. Um, with today in, 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 a, in a post-COVID world, in a fast-paced society, um, what do we? What would you deem a human interaction where you're actually giving of you know a little bit of yourself? And I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I like to, for for example, when when it's time to say happy birthday to somebody, I like to send them a video message. And it's a little bit different than just a like. It's a little bit different than you know sending a card. It's me saying happy birthday yes. to you in a video as a DM. Uh, it's not in person. I'm not shaking their hand. I'm still in the digital space. So what defines human interaction to help these relationships versus digital? Well, so the, that's a really great thing that you're doing there. And, and um, yeah, so, that, and that's a good question. Like I said, you know, in a perfect world, you know, we could be around everybody in person. I, 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 I do think 
there's no real substitute for like having that in person. However, however, I think we're very, very fortunate to be living in a day and age where tech, we can use technology to help us get pretty darn close and doing things. Like I said, like during COVID, like having these, you know, everybody's, I think the world is changing for the better, in my opinion, in a lot of ways, because, you know, number one, you know, stuff like commuting, I live in Chicago in the suburbs, and I can't tell you how many friends I have that spent two to three hours commuting every single day, Mm. missing out on their actual family time and their actual friends time, right? Now, you know, a lot of their job, a lot of these employees, employers have decided to go virtual permanently, because they're like, wow, we're getting just as much productivity out of them. And then the and the employee loves it because and because they're work they're getting just as much work done in half the time and then they can go spend their time on the things that they do love and care about. So not to get off topic, but you know, stuff like video messages, Zoom, like that that stuff counts to me. Like you know, the doing the bare minimum of liking somebody's photo or just shooting a text happy birthday. I mean, I mean, shooting a text happy birthday is better than nothing if you didn't send it, but you know, a video message like at the end of the day, like I said, it goes down to that Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people, making the other person feel special. Any way you can do that and going above and beyond doing something different, I love that idea. And I might steal it, like doing a video, a personalized video message. I was just watching a show last night and they were talking about that Cameo. Are you familiar with Cameo, that website? Mm-hmm. And they had the CEO of that, that guy on and he said they were kind of doing okay. And then when COVID hit, he's like, they just exploded. And he's like, some of their people, Gilbert Godfrey has made... 8,000 cameo messages. It literally is his career now. And, <laughs> you know, he's just giving these personalized for people that don't know it's, it's celebrities giving their personal people paying to get personalized messages from celebrities. I think mo- they say mostly it's like happy birthday, you know, but they personalize it. Hey, you know, like, so Gilbert Godfrey, Hey, well, you know, happy birthday, you know, doing Iago is sending you a birthday message. Who is Iago? The, the parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> right. I think. Well done. <laughs> Um, and so, right. And, you know, and, and, and you could see like he was interviewed and he's like, he loves it. And he's like, you know, here, here was this unemployed out of work actor that, you know, was, you know, kind of getting older and where a lot of them get put out to pasture. And now it's like his whole life is, is, has springboard. He's got a second, second lease on life and he's making people smile and be happy. Like, I love that. So if, yeah, you can figure out ways to do that and use technology. Absolutely. Oh, dude. Well, I want to make sure that people are aware of what it is that you're doing. We've been talking about all the great stuff that you do at your core, uh, that, you know, the, the, the things that you live your life by. Uh, but if people want to work with you, what, what is it that you're, who's your ideal customer? What is it that you're actually selling? I didn't even ask that at the beginning. I should have. So I'm not selling anything. Uh, I actually don't have any products. Um, I have a, I have a website, and I have the uh, at five core life is our Instagram page, which you're showing here. Um, we have over 420,000 followers and it's, you know, we just, it's good. It's good news type stuff. I'll do little videos, inspirational stuff talking about, Hey, here's some habits you want to work on. Here's a core, here's a specific habit. Here's a quick little tip on how to get your momentum going in that core here and there. Um, the big thing that I'm working on that I've been working on for the last two and a half years is an app and it's going to be free. Um, but it's basically, it's gamifying all this stuff I'm talking about. It's a way to hold yourself accountable in a modern world where it's all click a button and immediately get something that you want right now. You can get your, yourself delivered in a vehicle by clicking a button. You can get anything delivered to you within an hour, pretty much just about anything in the world. 
we're on, we're this on demand society right now that in my opinion, we're getting dangerous into this, uh, this complacency mode of feeling like our brains are being tricked into feeling like we can just sit back, do nothing, hit buttons and things come to us. And so what I'm doing, I have, and by the way, have you seen the social dilemma on yes. this? Yes. So perfect example. A lot of these companies are using these, these, these ways that they know science and technology works to hit our dopamine levels, to get us addicted to their products. Right? So Facebook and Google, they talk about in that documentary, uh, social dilemma. And I don't personally think that Larry Zuckerberg and, uh, excuse me, Larry Page and Mark Zuckerberg set out to be evil. I, I don't think that at all. I think that these are two guys that went out to create something awesome and they did. Then they went public and they now are trapped. The genie's out of the bottle. They have a fiduciary responsibility to make as much money as possible to their shareholders. And if they don't, they get in a shitload of trouble and they're going to, you know, the, the, it all comes down on them. So what do they do? They got to keep the, they got to keep it going and they got to keep you addicted and, and to, to, to mine your attention, to sell your attention. That's how these companies make money. And I thought the, the, the movie did a great job because these are things I've been talking about for years of sort of having that, you know, fake scenario with the kid, he breaks up with his girlfriend and he's upset and then he's kind of scrolling through Facebook. And then all of a sudden he sees an ad for like this, like, um, this radical group that has guns and he's like, oh, you know, if I can click on that. And then all of a sudden it's like the, the social network sees that he's interested in that and they start showing him more ads and then he starts clicking on even more. And, and from just the curiosity thing, it becomes like he's now reading in and buying into this stuff. And he's like becoming this radicalized individual and having all these hate thoughts against the opposite side, which sound familiar, right? We're living mm -hmm. in a polarized world. And then, you know, by the end, it, you know, and it just compounds and all of a sudden, then, then he's seeing gun ads and he's clicking on the gun ads. And now all of a sudden he's got a gun and now he's at this rally. And, you know, it's like, what the, how did that happen? It's like, that happens every single day, you know, because we're seeing the things that these, these, these companies think we want to see, or that advertisers are paying like, Oh, that person expressed interest. Well, let's show them more than them. But wellness, happiness, it's not even in the equation, right? It, it's all about their profit. And so to me, what I've set out, my goal, my mission in life with everything I'm doing is to use that same technology and science and to use the what I call gamifying and, and using these different methods to basically trick your brain into wanting to take actions, hitting those dopamine hits. But when you level up on screen, you're also leveling up in real life. And the pledge is that we will always put the user's wellness over profit. Hmm. That is some powerful stuff right there. Cause you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, I guess if you're, if you're really thinking about it, the way you described it now, everybody's on this, uh, track to trick the brain. Like <laughs> we want to trick the brain as, as, as easily as we can, whether it's towards that monetary point of view, or like you're talking about in the wellness side, uh, I almost feel like we're heading towards that AI a little bit differently now. <laughs> like that AI is going to, it's going to drive us in one direction or another. And it's up to us to decide which direction we're going to put them in. Right. Which, which uh, operator is it going to be? Is it going to be the marketing operator that's, that's profit driven, or is it going to be the humanistic operator that is, is happiness and wellness driven, man, that's a, quite a battle you have ahead of you. Right. And so there needs to be more companies like what I'm trying to do. And I'm, in fact, I'm forming alliances and there's a group of five or six other companies, um, Mitzi's included, I was talking about earlier, uh, of people that are doing the same thing I am, which is, you know, 
setting out to use the same stuff, but make sure that it's, it's at the, the, the happiness and the wellness of the user is, is front and center. And to me, I don't think there's a more perfect time in the world for this because it's like, we've just reached that tipping point in my opinion, where it's like technology has gotten grown so fast. And oh, there's this quote, I wish I could remember it, but it's to the effect of, um, you know, our knowledge, our knowledge is growing so exponentially, but our wisdom isn't. And that mm -hmm. it's like, we can do all these things, but like Stan Lee, right. Said, uh, with great power, there must come great responsibility. And it's like, just cause you can do something doesn't mean you should. And then, so now it's to the point where in my opinion, it's like, okay, well, how can we use that same stuff and actually help people with it? And you're starting to see apps like, uh, our, and, and companies like Peloton, right. They're, they're, they're genius. They're, they're gamifying your fitness. I've never seen anything like the addictive level of how people are literally getting addicted to working out because they're using those same dopamine hits. There's rewards, there's challenges, there's the social aspect, there's the play, there's the fun, there's the video, the technology. They're using all that stuff, right? Same with um, Robinhood for finances. You know, say what you want. There's a big argument there to be had that, in my opinion, even that they should be using, um, th there should be like a course people have to go through or at least something before people can start trading. Because I do agree with the fact that it's great to get the young people into trading now and, and to get more people into learning how to use the power of compounding to compound their wealth early on. Whereas up until literally like the last year or so, it's I think for most young people, they just look at that as like, oh, well, that's what my parents do. That's too, mm -hmm. that's too intimidating. No, it's not. And if the earlier you start, the more it'll pay off. So my career in my finance core, I talk all about the law of compounding and how important that is and how how how, how the earlier you start, the better. And so, you know, getting thing companies like this is getting people more aware of it um, and getting like using this science and this technology and this gamification I'm all about. And, and I feel like that's where, you know, that's this next shift. And you even see companies like Apple and I got my iWatch here and you got your rings, you know, you got the Fitbit, like they're becoming aware that they have this bad reputation and they better start doing some good for the world. Otherwise, there's going to be a big revolt. Man, and it, the, the cool thing is we just barely scraped the surface. Like this is a whole idea of where does humanity go from here? We're erasing the walls of borders as we get more in depth with the technologies that we use. I mean, you were talking about, you know, not having to commute. Well, guess what? That means I don't have to hire somebody in Chicago either. I can hire somebody in the Philippines or somebody in, in you know, any other remote part of the world who's capable and willing and able. We're tearing down all kinds of barriers and at the same time opening Pandora's boxes in different places we didn't quite understand. Uh, but now with, with people like you joining the fight, I, I really feel like that really attests to the uh, capes that you had in the background, because I, I, I really do feel like from, from a higher level looking in uh, you're, you're putting your feet down to, to really put up a fight uh, and it's the battle of the mind. It's really going to come down to where do we want to go from here? We're going to, I feel like we're going to see more and more extreme situations when it comes to polarization, when it comes to ideas and beliefs, when it comes to health and wellness, all the cores that you talked about, because there's going to be both sides fighting for that attention all the way through. Well, it's been a pleasure getting to know you on the show, man. Before we head out, let people know how they can get a hold of you, how they can find out more about what it is that you're doing so they can get involved. 
Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, well said, by the way. Uh, and I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, so moremomentum.com, my website, M-O-O-R-E, momentum.com. As I mentioned, I'm developing this app. We didn't even really get into it, but just know that it's going to gamify holding yourself accountable, gamify making sure that you're taking those steps in the right direction every single day. You're stopping your failure habits in each of your course. You're replacing them with success habits. You're a little rocket ship and you're going off into different galaxies and plant, meeting planets and aliens and fighting through asteroid fields and leveling up your ship. Um, you can go, if you click on gamify your life and then click on the app tab, you can sign up for the beta when it'll be ready. I'm hoping they'll be ready in the next month and a half. Um, and then there's also just to sign up for my, I do a weekly blog and, and then five core life is probably the next best place to go. Um, or my YouTube channel, which is all, uh, will more and five core life as you, I think you had on there right there spelled with a five, the number and then core life. That's our, our Instagram page. And then, uh, YouTube is just will more. Well, man, thank you very much for coming on the show again, dude. You got you got your work cut out ahead of you, dude. You, there's a lot that you're going to be fighting against. Some some things I, I know the battle that's happening in our minds. Sometimes we don't even know what side we're on, and we're in our own minds. We don't know what's being controlled, what's being fed, what's being what's being like you know nourished, and what's being depleted. We just kind of are going on autopilot, almost like we're driving to that spot. And you don't realize what happened in between when you got on the freeway, when you got off the freeway, because your mind is going somewhere else. I feel like that's the kind of world that we're living in every time we pick up our phone, every time we hop on something, everything else is in control and less and less of what we're thinking is in control. So I, I, I you know, I really commend you for the fight that you're putting on. You really do get to use those superhero capes because you're going to be changing lives, man. Thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing. Right on, man. Thanks for having me on. This is great. Appreciate it, man. All right, ladies and gents, look, this is what it comes down to. I had the similar conversation with a student, a former student today. It really comes down to what is it that you want? You get to decide. This is your life. Not what mom tells you, not what dad tells you, not what your coworkers tell you, not what your boss tells you. This is your life. Learn how to take control of it and make a choice. Ultimately, at the end of the day, when you when you're sitting down uh, right next to your uh, what, what do they call it, James? When you when you have an out of body experience, right? When you pass away and you're sitting there listening to your eulogy, as as Will was talking about earlier, what is it you want people to say about you? That's the person you need to become today. That's the person that you need to work towards. And astral projection, that, astral projection. I knew you were gonna come out with it, dude. Got you, got you. <laughs> That'll work out. That'll work out. So like Doctor Strange or or the Hulk, right? That's how it works. But that's where the difference comes in, ladies and gents. That's your future. That's you. That's your process. Learn more about what you want. Find out how to get there. Go to moremomentum.com. Sign up for the beta. I know I'm going to check it out because I don't know about you guys, but I love having fun, and it's going to make things a lot easier if you just give it a shot in game mode. Well, James, thanks a lot for being on the show. We'll see you guys later. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.